G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, it's a huge weekend for domestic cricket as the Super Smash uh, is going to have a doubleheader final in Hamilton at Seddon Park uh, over the weekend. Uh, and uh, really, it's uh, been great to watch the Otago Sparks. Uh, they're through to tomorrow's Super Smash final after a clinical 29-run win over the Auckland Hearts in yesterday's elimination match in Dunedin. Susie Bates once again in brilliant form with the bat. Uh, 75 from 62 balls. Uh, Hayley Jensen miserly with the ball. Uh, none for 11 from her four overs. Uh, part of a very, very, very well-performed bowling unit. Now, joining us this morning is... Uh, Rebecca, Bo- Rebecca Rolls, we thank you very much, Rebecca, for joining us. I understand you've just hopped off a plane, which is uh, great that you can make time for us. Of course, former White Fern, New Zealand Cricket Board member, and at the moment, Spark Sport commentator, enjoying some great cricket. Uh, Rebecca, thank you. What about these uh, Sparks? What a great story it is. Yeah, it's a really good story, Smithy. Uh, you know, from where they were last year, kind of loitering towards the bottom of the table, and then from, from the start of this year, really, have just gone from strength to strength and you know they've had Susie Bates come back obviously she was injured last year um, Kate Ibrahim's been another good addition to the side uh, but I think they've just built on on some of the, the work they did last year with the young groups and great leadership from Katie Martin uh, and obviously coaching from Craig Cumming and it's, it's been a really good story. Uh, a lot of people are saying the bowling unit's been outstanding I mean it's okay with uh, with Susie Bates we kind of expect her level of ex- excellence but the bowling and quite often the bowling is the secret to T20 success they've developed a pretty good unit. Oh, absolutely. They have, and the unit is exactly the right word for it. They've been that since 4-1 of, you know, this, the Dream 11 Super Smash. And Eden Carson, you know, she's at the top, a uh, young spinner. She's got 16 wickets. Then you've got Sophie Oldershaw, em, uh, Emma Black, Molly Lowe, who's missed the last few games from injury. You know, all those girls are really young and, and part of a, a very good unit, as you say, and they just go from strength to strength. Uh, let's uh, look at the opposition. Uh, they appear almost um, unbeatable. Uh, the Wellington Blaze, neutral venue, of course, uh, in Seddon Park in Hamilton. What do they have to do to break down that, that wall that, that, that the Blaze have, have put up? Yeah, it's going to be tough. The Blaze, as you said, they're unbeaten. They missed out last year in a nail-biter in the final, uh, having qualified top again. So they'll be looking to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. But I think from, from you know, looking at the Sparks' performances, and, and then bear in mind Hattie Jensen's come back quite recently. I think, I think they're getting stronger and stronger and they're building some good momentum. But as you say, I mean, bowling will be key if, uh, if those bowlers can continue that performance and Sophie Devine doesn't get on top of them and doesn't get hold of them because she's really the key threat there. But then, bear in mind, she's only played the last couple of games and then after that, you've still got Amelia Kerr, Lee Cashbrook, Rebecca Burns, you know, they're, they're sort of danger people and young Georgia Plimmer. So mm. there's plenty to be concerned about if you're bowling at the blaze, but if you keep your plans uh, really well executed, which is exactly what happened yesterday. Uh, I think they'll be in with the show. And of course, I imagine whatever they do, bowl bat, they've got to start well because uh, one thing, as you've pointed out, uh, the one thing that might be sitting in the in the back of the mind of the Wellington Blaze is last year they were pretty warm favourites as well. Absolutely. I mean, Amelia Kerr got a hat trick last year. You don't expect to get a hat trick and then lose the game, do you? So, uh, and it was close, and, and they were undone by a very good partnership between uh, you remember Leah Tahuhu and of course Kate Ibrahim, who turns up for the Sparks mm. this year. So, so maybe some some bad memories there. But look, the Blazers are a really professional unit. They're well led by Maddie Green, Sophie Cummings back, 
Sophie coming back is one one more strength, but really they've they've been unbeatable even prior to that, and, and each time against the Sparks have been pretty convincing. So they, they've got every right to be confident to go in as, as favourites. Well, it's a double header, of course, um, Rebecca, um, and uh, it's going to be a great spectacle. You'll have it live uh, on Spark Sport and uh, across other networks, I'm sure. So. Uh, look, what about the men's side of things? You've been uh, involved in, in watching and, and talking about the men's side of things and uh, we've got the Brave uh, who have had a sterling uh, summer uh, hosting and they get the home advantage of all the four teams they get it uh, uh, against the Canterbury Kings who knocked over, I think a little bit of an element of surprise, knocked over uh, the Firebirds. Yeah, look, it was, it was a really close game, wasn't it? And I think it swung back to pause. There was a point where, you know, trying to prepare for the aftermatch interviews, I had about four running through my head as to who I might be talking to because Peter Younghusband was excellent for the Firebirds. Um, Michael Bracewell, as usual, he's just had such an amazing year. So, so it was really close. It's exactly what you want from the elimination final. But the Kings are there, and they've got to take on the Brave, and that won't be easy. The Brave are really strong, uh, really well led by Jeep Reval, but some, some rock stars returning in, in De Gronholm, um and, of course, Bolt, Southie, uh, is, they've just got a lot to unpick in order to get up. So is it about the Kings batting, um, handling the brave bowling? Is it as simple as that? I think that would be a major piece of it. Bolt and Southie are quality, um, but there's been some really good performances throughout from Joe Carter as well. Like he's been very impressive. Uh, Anur Agum has been tricky. Uh, we've got obviously Scott Kugline, East Shodi, Mitch Santner. It sort of goes on, doesn't it? So they are, they are I think, the, the strong unit going in. Um, but then, you know, the Kings, are, they've gone from strength to strength and they're match harder. They've had some really amazing performances from Cam Fletcher, who's just been the finisher of the tournament and hit the most sixes. But also Chad Bowes, uh, Leo Carter's looking good, Cole McConkie, and then you throw in their returning black caps being Mitchell and Latham. So it's quite a tasty little uh, matchup, really. Yeah, I think it's it's a hard competition to get to the to the playoffs, and uh, I think the four most deserving teams certainly have have made it through. Can we just re- revert back uh, to now the White Ferns, uh, Rebecca? Obviously, it's a massive year for them, and it's uh, it's Huge. getting closer by the day. In fact, time's almost running out. Uh, where do you think, uh, looking at the players involved in this competition, uh, where do you think uh, we're at? Bearing in mind uh, they haven't been really together in a playing capacity since uh, the tour of the of England. No, they haven't, but I think they've had some excellent preparation and, and Dream 11 Super Smash is one part of it. There's been some really closely fought Halliburton Johnston uh, games, which is, of course, the 50-over format. Uh, Sophie Devine's coming off a, a winning season over in the BBL, and yes, that's shorter form, but, you know, it's still game game awareness and game hardness. So I think we're, we're in good shape, and uh, the team's named later this week, I believe. So that will be sort of the start of, of the next phase for them, and they'll get together and, and start to prepare. And obviously, India's coming in first as a, as a first-up series, and that's really a really good benchmark. They're a strong team. They've got some absolute stars. Smriti Mandana's just been named player of the year for India. They've got Harman Precor. Natali Raj, of course, Julian Gautuani, just uh, masses of skill and talent. So that'll be a very good benchmark. All those games are in Queenstown now, uh, which which will be interesting. Uh, you know, playing on one wicket, you can start to get into some, some good and bad habits. So that'll be a test for both teams. But look, I think that if you can get, and we should, have all you know the top players playing at once. So Susie Bates, Sophie Devine, Amelia Kerr, Amy Satterthwaite, backed up of course by Leah Tahuhu and some very good young people coming in. Jess Kerr's had another great season. So it seems to be coming together at the right time. But from here, it's, it's tournament cricket is going to be anyone's. From the outside looking in, it appeared from a unit point of view, it seemed to get better uh, the more they played uh, in England. Then of course uh, that tour came to an end. 
What were the areas that, that you looked at there that we really needed to uh, increase uh, our uh, our performance on going into a World Cup from that tour of England? I think, I mean, you're right. They, they played really well. They got better and better. They had a good win um, and also had a good win against Australia in the T20 sort of last summer. So it's, it's a matter of remembering those performances, but probably just backing up more and more of that performance under pressure, both of the bat and the ball. And, you know, having having all everyone available will help that, but just probably, I think, particularly with the bat, being able to produce those innings that are under pressure, you're up against it, a bit like Cam Fletcher did the other day, you know, when you're sort of going in and you're on a hiding to nothing, but really turning it around and winning those moments along the way. Are you expecting, as you said, the side uh, is about to be named, so those questions will be answered, anything from uh, outside? Has anyone done enough for you uh, to force their way into the group from uh, the cricket you've seen in New Zealand this summer? Well, given the squads we've had over the last year or so, I'm not sure there'll be too many new faces to the setup. There's been, you know, some obviously Molly Penfold went away to Australia, uh, to England. Brooke Halliday had a sort of breakthrough season, so I'd expect those people to be there or thereabouts. Um, and then obviously with some people returning and being available, so I don't think there'll be any new faces necessarily. But there's certainly, I think, some people, players who have really pushed for, uh, I guess, positions in the starting lineup and in. in um, you know, just getting, I guess, getting the nod for games and moving up the batting order. I think Amelia Kerr's batting has gone from strength to strength. Um, you got Amy Satterthwaite there, of course, she's she's strength. But uh, there's just a good, I think, momentum building with some of these younger players and, and the bowlers as well. There's uh, it's, it's quite an exciting kind of period. I think Jess Kerr's improving more and more and can get more responsibility. So. Yeah, I think to answer your question, not necessarily too many new faces being blooded. We, we should have seen everyone basically, but I think some uh, some people pushing for for roles in the team. One of the great shames, uh, Rebecca, and you can answer to this very well because uh, you know what it's like to play at home and uh, to win at home uh, as a group. Uh, is uh, it looks like now, for all intensive purposes, uh, they'll be pretty empty stadiums, which is a real shame uh, because uh, you know you. you you strive for a, to play in a tournament like this and uh, one of the great assets you have is that you're at home and you get that feeling uh, from a crowd, etc. That might be missing. That's going to not be easy. No, it, it, you're right. So there's a real shame, particularly obviously we've played the World Cup at home for over 20 years and, and having a crowd there through that tournament, even though it was a much smaller sort of version of it, that was such a nice part mm. of that tournament and it really helps the home team. So we're not going to be able to have that but there's a lot more going on than there was then and there has been other World Cups in terms of activations and, and promotion around the game. Obviously, the coverage will be completely different. Uh, so it's a matter of finding that momentum through other ways, I think, and, and you know, getting people, finding ways to have people support you uh, either from a distance or virtually and, and where possible, you know, being able to kind of involve the team in other areas outside the game. So the other thing that's of interest uh, in women's cricket at the moment, of course, is the Ashes going on. Um, in Australia, just a, a one-off test match there in, in Canberra. Do you ever think we'll get back to the stage of uh, of uh, the White Ferns ever to be able to play test cricket? Yeah, I think it's um, it's always on the cards, and you know it has to be the right thing uh, both for the program and commercially, and and for the for the global game and everything like that. Um, I'd love to see it eventually uh, at the right time um, but I'm not sure it's something that can happen in the next sort of couple of years and particularly with COVID I guess that makes tours even more uh, tricky to organise and to um, to be able to coordinate and, and then you add on time and, and MIQ and that sort of thing it is it is tricky. It's from Australia and England I've got a bit of a, a blueprint for it and so the Ashes uh, I guess program can happen and, and they also played Australia's Open Test against India which was 
which is good to see as well. They are one-off, and I think that's where it'll start. So there'll be maybe a one-off test built into to tournaments and series in the future with a view to maybe pushing out a, a deeper program. But, I mean, we the White Pens haven't played a test since 2004, which I know because I was there. Mm. I think I was the last person to get a yeah. cap, <laughs> test cap for the White Pens. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a big piece of, of history that we, we haven't been able to grow. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm confident that in, in time that'll happen. Rebecca, do you have any involvement in the World Cup? I know you, you, you're heavily into cricket administration as well, etc. You, what's your involvement in the World Cup coming up? Hopefully mostly as a spectator and a fan. Um, I'd, love to, yeah, I'd love to be able to watch some of it. I mean, I have a little bit to do with the players, um, you know, just keeping in touch with them and that sort of thing, but nothing, nothing official. Um, and, and as you say, from an administration perspective, perspective obviously the board will be try to be if we can and if we're allowed uh, at as many games either in person or or keeping an eye on it virtually and and supporting the LOC uh, local organizing committee led so well by Andrea Nelson and her team um so I'm, I'm a world cup champion officially and, and help promote from that perspective but yeah anything else that comes up along the way uh it's sort of time now where those things start coming in and opportunities start arising so I'm, I'm hoping that uh I'll be able to do some of those great Rebecca absolutely fantastic thanks so much for making yourself available at short notice. It's uh, been wonderful to get an insight on all those competitions uh, that are progressing through and uh, coming up. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Thank you.